Uh, we could try to get a, you know, get a three off. And then when I went in to go pull up, I think it was um, whoever came off of Alex. Doing right. Doing right. He fouled me, so, you know, my instinct was just to go up and try to get a three-point play. And I was going for a pull up when he fouled me. I just, I shot it. They didn't call it. That's how it is. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio 670, the score. That is the voice of Zach Levine, and he's explaining why trailing by three with five seconds left, he drove and took about a 17-foot off-balance jumper that would have counted for two points. Instinct took over, and he wanted to mm-hmm. draw the foul, make the shot, tie the game. I just think that was probably thinking too much. You had just hit a three with one second left in the shot clock, which is one of those threes where it's like that that was a great shot, clutch shot that Zach hit in the previous possession. Yeah. And then Kuzma does what he does, and the defense was not what you would want it to be. But still, there you are in a situation where everybody in the in the arena – Everybody watching at home is thinking they got to get a three-pointer here, and he just takes the ball to the basket, misses the mid-range jumper, doesn't get the call. And Casey Johnson, we talked to him earlier in the show, he says, well, the the uh, two-minute report will probably oh. say that there was a foul that was missed. I hate those two-minute reports. It doesn't do the Bulls any good right now. And, yeah, that was a tough one to lose. They lost the game in the third quarter, but that that decision down the stretch is one that just makes you think, what was he thinking? Why did he do that? I'm glad he explained it. I'm glad he gave his opinion of what happened. And I would also say that I'm glad he missed that shot. That would have been just god-awful had he hit that shot. I just... Because your theory is that if he had hit that shot and they lost by one, you would oh you think it would be God. even – he would be facing even more doubt and criticism for that. Oh my God! <laughs> I mean, how how is it? How is that not? I mean, good God! It it would have been awful if he hits that shot. I, I think that would be, you know, they they would be doing it on you know inside the NBA, and they it, would you know it, it would become it, just it's a bad, bad enough. It, it might be worse if had he hit that shot. Yeah, it's bad enough. Yeah, and it, it's not just us watching here. Uh, from the living room, it was, it was. Uh, okay. What do we got here? Uh, we got a breaking news, and uh, this is from your guy Rap Sheet, Ian Rappaport, reporting the Bears are expected to name Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren as their new president and CEO, a major hire for the organization and for Warren, who spent time in the NFL prior to college football as a top executive for the Vikings. So that uh, breaking news on 670, the score is presented by BetQL. Smarter bets start with BetQL. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today. And that is uh, Kevin Warren. That Let me tell you something. That, I, I mean, not only is that good news, that would have been a disaster if it was not that nice. Right. You that, know what I that's mean? one of those things that as after it leaked, they had to finish this. That's they had exactly to do right. this. Yep. And the fact that they're now about to name him as the next Bears president, this is a home run hire for the Bears. This is a big moment because Kevin Warren 
represents something they've never had, and that is a guy who comes to the job pre-qualified, mm-hmm. proven with yep. a resume that makes you understand why he is taking over and why there is so much excitement about the fact that he is their new Bears president. Wow, that's a good move. Yeah, I can't wait to um, to hear that news conference to get his take on what his – to get George telling us what his job is exactly and how it relates to uh, the entire operation. I want to hear from Kevin Warren about what his vision is for – how he's going to define the job because you're right. George has to tell us exactly what the expectations are. And then you hear from Kevin Warren. And I think you'll see where the standard is the new standard. He's going to come into the building based on people who have worked with him in the past, based on people who have worked with him now at the big 10 level and his constituents. He is going to be a boss that sets the standards high. That is very ambitious and has the track record to expect success in his new job as bears president. Yeah, this is this is George hiring the president who will replace Ted Phillips. And this is a guy that that has been in the NFL before and, you know, by all accounts, was viewed as a a, a potential uh, replacement for Roger Goodell. That's the, the high um, opinion people uh, have of him. So I think this is great news all the way around for the Chicago Bears. And, uh, and again, this is, you know, we talked about this quite a bit. <laughs> I don't know, you know, they got the big uh, television deal. Mm-hmm. They've got the expansion. I don't know what is, you know, how many worlds are left to conquer. So it's back to the NFL, and it is probably, you know, a really nice lifestyle shift for him too because he gets to remain in one place and he's not flying all over. Well, he's in Chicago already. That's right. You have the Big Ten offices in Rosemont, so it's not a geographic move that he has to make. It also – He can still go to that shopping mall. He can still definitely shop there if he wants to. (laughs) Easy access to the airport. Look, this is such a big deal and a great hire because – of of what he's accomplished previous in his, his earlier stops. He was part of the building project in Minnesota that led to U.S. Bank Stadium, which is one of the nicest in the National Football League. That is going to be uh, atop the priority list, the move to Arlington Heights, one would imagine. But, Molly, you're exactly right when you reference the $7 billion rights deal that he just struck as the commissioner of the Big Ten. He also opened the door for the conference to the West Coast. UCLA, yep. USC, they're coming aboard this has been a successful uh, tenure as a Big Ten commissioner, but not without its share of controversy. I wonder if he were candid and honest what role that played in his in his eagerness to leave the job, which is arguably as good, if not better, as the one he's taking. It's got to be a comfort. It's got to be what he wants in his career, more comfortable in the pro sports environment than college. And, you know, we had a texter earlier who wanted to know what his background was with Justin Fields. If you think about um, of his, his tenure as the commissioner, so he comes in, we've got COVID hitting, the Big Ten suspends games, and Justin Fields is one of the voices that, hey, we want to play, mm-hmm. and they end up, the Big Ten ends up, reversing fields mm-hmm. and so to so speak. To, yeah. And Pun uh, intended. yeah. And, uh, and then they end up playing game. I'm just saying there, 
there is a previous relationship, and it wasn't exactly as warm and friendly, but I'm sure Philip with respect. Well, let's just say that Kevin Warren will come to this new job as Bears president with no question about whether or not Justin Fields is a good leader or a strong leader. He saw that leadership firsthand yeah. when he canceled the football season in 2020 and five weeks later reversed Fields, if you will, because Justin Fields got 300,000 signatures. He was part of a player movement, a parent movement from Ohio State throughout the Big Ten. They wanted to play. They wanted to be on the field. They were, and Kevin Warren reversed the decision and reinstated the season. There were a lot of other factors that contributed to that. It was healthier. It was deemed healthier and safer five weeks later. But, yeah, their history is a fascinating dynamic to this whole thing. I'm sure that they – I, I don't, I'm not sure of anything. I would imagine this has, has come up. I, I would think that it would not be a big factor, but it is fun to consider that first introduction. Hey, Justin, you you remember Kevin Warren. <laughs> that, that would be funny. I Listen, I, I, this is really good news. I mean, this is this – is we have a texter saying he doesn't have big shoes to fill. I don't know about that, but I do know that this is a guy that has – you know, been in Minnesota, has helped them put a building together, a really nice building, by the way, uh, went to the Big Ten, and now goes back to the NFL, has also been in Detroit. I mean, this is a guy that has a background in the NFL, has worked before with a lot of the people he'll be working with again, and and is, you know, considered more than uh, eligible for such a position. It, it, you could argue that this is a step down from running an entire conference, I mean, I get it. It's yes. pro sports. There's no doubt about but, it. But this is this is a good hire. The stature is arguable. You could have that debate. Yeah. The money, I, who knows what he's making. It's, they're not going to reveal that. But you would think that he would be taking a pay cut to become the Bears president unless they make history by paying their president more than their football coach. This is the McCaskies. You don't think the Bears would do that. Whatever the case may be, the bottom line is the Bears need Kevin Warren more than Kevin Warren needs the Bears, and they got him. And, you know, the first question, we have a texter checking in saying, um, you know, how does this impact the on-field product, if at all, and is he Ryan Pohl's new boss? Well, he would sit ahead of him in the hierarchy, yes. He, he would probably be that. Now, when Ryan Poles was hired, George had him reporting directly to George. So I will be very curious to see if now this is another layer. Um, and, I, and I would imagine that if I'm Ryan Poles, you know, there's a lot of work to do. You got to go and you got to take care of that building. There's tons of tons of things to deal with. But I would imagine that I would want to be the president of the team if I were named the team president. In Ke if you're Kevin Warren? Yeah. No doubt about it, Molly. And I think that you're right in, in wondering – or I understand why you want to hear what George McCaskey has to say and how this all fits into the hierarchy. But what I know about Kevin Warren and people that have worked with him, that those might be just semantics. When he has a job that is puts him at the top of yeah. the, the, the hierarchy and he is the boss, you're going to know he's the boss in every room that he's in, in every building that he enters. This is the guy that is going to raise the standard whether it's decision-making, whether it's deal-making, whatever the case may be, Kevin Warren is going to have that kind of impact, I think, on this organization at a time 
where it desperately needs it. This is the most important offseason the Bears have had in decades. They started it right. This is really good news. And, and I mean, you know, in an offseason where we're hoping for good news all the way around, it's a great start. It's a great start. The hiring cycle, getting a new team president, getting a guy who's qualified as Kevin Warren is, I think it's really wonderful. Past jobs included, we mentioned the Vikings. He was also with the Rams, also with the uh, Lions. Yep. He was Chris Zorich's agent at one point in time. Really? Yeah, way oh. back in the day. Um, he's a guy that has had designs, according to people that have worked with him, one day maybe being in the NFL commissioner. At 59 years old, you wonder if that still is in his sights. This is a big job. This is such a big job that you wonder – that brings him closer to it, or is this going to be enough because of how much he has to accomplish uh, as the president of the Bears, given given all that's on the agenda because of the move to Arlington Heights that we think is coming? It is, it is, you know, professionalizing your organization to bring in a president with his background. Simple as that. That's not an insult to anybody. No. You know, Ted Phillips is going into retirement is a really good hire that you can feel good about. Well, why does it stand out? It stands out because when the Bears have had big jobs open in the past, they have hired people who are doing it for the first time. Yeah. And yeah. and so whether it's including the including the current uh, general manager exactly. and the current uh, head coach, Ryan Poles, Matt Eberflus, what are they going to rely on? Their past experiences on the job? No, they've never done the job before. Phil yeah. Emery, Mark Tressman, even when Jerry Angelo became the general manager, yeah. he had never been the guy, the, the final decision maker on the job. Lovey Smith was a head coach for the first time in Chicago. Big jobs have been, been filled by guys without experience. That's not the case now. This is progress because now he has all this experience to draw from, all these frames of references that he can go back to. That's why you, you, the, the adult has entered the room. This is cool. <laughs> I don't mean that to be no, as, as unkind funny. as it sounds. It's just a funny, it's but, a funny line. But, but, but when you say it, they professionalized the role, they certainly did yeah. that. I mean, you know, listen, Ted was was promoted. We've talked about this before. There were three vice presidents, and and then uh, Michael kind of screwed up. God rest his soul, screwed up the hiring of uh, Dave McGinnis, and and so they they moved. Um, Michael up to CEO, and they brought Ted in. It just sort of, I mean, it, you could have chosen Tim Lefevre. You said you ran into Tim yeah. running uh, Soldier Field, uh, Kenny Valdeseri, or, uh, or or Ted. There were there were three guys in in the vice president roles that they were doing, and they and Ted was just arbitrarily the guy they chose for now whatever we, reason. We both have covered the Bears for a long time. You predate yeah. me, so you go back into. You know, when Michael McCaskey was running the Bears. I want to get yes. your opinion on this. So this is, as we said, this is not an insular choice. And we always accuse teams of, you know, having to, the, whether it's cronyism no. or staying comfortably within their, their the family or the people they know. How much of a shock will this be to the McCaskey system, do you think, bringing somebody in from the outside? And what do you think it was about this candidate that compelled them to do this, or is it this point in time that compelled them to do this? I think it's, I think they're trying to put up a building. I think that, you know, when you talk about the, the generational wealth that an NFL team represents, I think that the bears 
being able to build a stadium in Arlington Heights, I think you're closer to getting that accomplished with this hire. Right. And I think that that will change the future of the organization. And that will make it, you know, if, if they do someday sell, it'll make it more valuable. Um, you're absolutely right. It's been very insular. You know, they, you know that the, the Hallis family, Muggsy Hallis, uh, was going to be the guy, and then he passed away uh, at in Virginia. When George Hallis retires, Michael is an academic, and he's a uh, you know he's brought in, and and his star was was pretty bright initially, and they, I forget what committee he was on, but there was some sort of you know leak of a report that got he his star uh, fell in terms of the league view of him. He when he first came in. He was considered, you know, he's a very well-educated, bright guy. And then his kind of uh, his um, kind of gravitas dissipated within the league. Sure. And it's been sort of this – it's been this kind of cycle. I, I just I, – I It's think very that, un-McCaskey-like to do this Oh, yeah. Right no, now. No, this is totally different. I mean, and Ted, God bless him, his job, as he seemed to view it, was to protect the family. Yep. And that's the job he was hired to do. And so he would take some bullets or he would be the guy. He would, all he wanted to do was protect the family and make sure that there wasn't a lot of criticism as to what they were doing. And, you know, they, they had a couple of decent years, but we said it was always sort of this arbitrary kind of pop-up here or pop-up there. Now you bring in somebody, again, it's about the building first and foremost because that's the future of the franchise and the amount of money. You know, the McCaskies, I, I, I talked to um, – a, a guy that was rumored to be a candidate for this job at one point. And I was saying to him, whenever you read these reports about um, how much the franchise is worth or whatever it might be, it's, there's always an underestimation of what it could be worth. In other words, sleeping giant, total sleeping economic. It's giant worth $5.8 billion, according to Forbes. And there's a sense that around the league, as you point out, that they could be so much more. Oh, my God. It's so a ridiculous more. amount of money they could make this. Let me ask you this, too. Inevitably, now the, there will be this, this part of the story. It's a small part of the story, but mm -hmm. it's one worth exploring. Why is Kevin Warren leaving the Big Ten? There will be some people in, in Big Ten campuses that are breathing a sigh of relief this morning at this news. He wasn't the most popular of commissioners, even though he was one of the most successful ones. Even though he he created a, a, a revenue stream unlike the Big Ten has ever experienced, does that matter at all in the context of the Bears hiring somebody who may have been leaving the Big Ten post, which is a great job for a reason? He wasn't as popular as maybe you would think. Yeah, I I don't think that's any part of it. I think that all you got to do is look at how the conference. You know, listen. We're in a different landscape in college, and there is there is an entirely new Big Ten coming, not next year, the year after. And he is one of the guys that has that has led to this, right? Yes. So right. it's a massive amount of money in their in their new television deal. It is, you know, adding the LA market, having the footprints of of, a, of the nation, because you still have Rutgers out. That's supposed to be the the New Jersey New York market. I'm just saying, I think he's done. I don't know what more he can do. I don't know how much more expansion there is. I think I don't it must. Know. It could be as much that as anything. Even yeah. though the popularity is is an issue that people have pointed out to yeah. me, 
what more can you do if you're the Big Ten commissioner? The, his successor has a really tough job because he has huge shoes to fill. Right, right. And you're going to suffer by comparison. You, you might. Know, you, you know, again, and a lot of it was timing. You know, but yes. he was he was on the forefront of it. He was ambitious right. and thought it through enough. And you know, to me, David, just thinking about the idea of like driving from Lake Forest to Arlington Heights as opposed to flying to L.A. just seems like a better lifestyle. <laughs> yeah, doesn't it does. It, it yeah. just seems no like things it. are going to be a little I, bit easier. I agree with you, but I just think that to talk these things through because they are going to come up as yeah. part of the story, and he's going to be asked this whenever he addresses reporters for the first time, why in the world would you leave that job as as well as things have gone for you since 2020 as a commissioner of the Big Ten? Maybe he's just more comfortable in the professional sports environment, and this was an opportunity he couldn't refuse, but it's one that the Bears certainly seized. I mean, you know, we have a texter checking in saying that this guy's really ambitious for taking another job. You know, maybe he prefers the NFL. Maybe he, maybe it's as simple as that. Maybe he is ambitious. Maybe he has, you know, sights on other things. That's not going to change anything with this. Have job. you been to 1920 football drive in Lake Forest? They could use the ambition. That's exactly right. That's that's a great point, David. Three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. It's Mully and Haw on the score. Mully and Haw flashback. 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 What, is the Big Ten gonna? Is he going to grow even more and make even well, more money, or or is there more of an opportunity to build something with the Bears right now? Both are legacy jobs. Only he knows which one is most comfortable. We would like to believe or think that maybe it is the NFL, but you're right in pointing this out. With the Big Ten, some, some people believe that he's accomplished all that he can, and he can get nowhere but down. With the Bears, you can go no, nowhere but up. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio 6-7 in the score. So the news of the day now is uh, Kevin Warren, the Big Ten commissioner, is indeed going to become the president of the Chicago Bears, according to the NFL Network. Ian Rappaport uh, tweeted that out, and that is uh, great news for the Bears. I, I got to be honest with you. I keep checking, David, to make sure it's verified. I know. I can't believe the Bears did this. Yeah. I yeah. can't believe the Bears made this big, bold, ambitious of a move because this is what other organizations do. The Bears are typically the ones you, you look at a move, you see an announcement, and you're like, hmm, really? I, I wonder why they did that. They're giving somebody else a chance to learn on the job. No, that won't be the case now. Kevin Warren will give them an opportunity to do exactly what they need to do at a very critical time in in the organization's future for the organization's next five to 10 to 20 years. This is a game changer because of what's at stake in Arlington Heights. It, and it's all over the place. It's being reported by the, uh, the Tribune, the Sun-Times, CBS Sports, ESPN. It's everywhere. So that's great news. Expected to be an announcement either later today from the Bears, possibly Friday morning. So probably doing a lot of planning. We have a couple, obviously a lot of text reaction. We're going to get some calls. But I think people wonder, because we're so much focused on the football aspect this week with Ryan Poles and the number one overall pick and the season ending, one of the texters was like, what do you think Ryan Poles thinks of all this? I would have to imagine the implication of the question is like, maybe he feels 
uncertain about the future, whatever, I think he should feel excited, encouraged. You want to be around people that are going to challenge you. You want to be around the best and the brightest. And Kevin Warren, based on his resume, is at the top of that list. So if you're Ryan Poles, I don't think that you feel anything except for galvanized by this this move. This is great for everybody at Al's Hall. So Kevin Warren has been with the Big Ten for just over three years. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I mean, I don't know how long he's going to be with the Chicago Bears, but I would guess this is kind of a five-year job to begin with. I mean, he could be here for as long as he wants, but I, I'm – I'm kind of excited at the prospect that the Bears have decided to to be good. The Bears are gonna the Bears are gonna make money. The Bears are going to maximize what they have. The Bears are indeed going to come kicking and screaming into the uh, the modern reality of football. It is I think it's fantastic news, almost to the point of disbelief. To the point of disbelief because of all that is possible now. When you have somebody who has taken or helped a uh, an NFL franchise navigate these waters ahead, and that is the new stadium, new location, and we're assuming that it's Arlington Heights because there have been so many things that are down the road. I think that's probably a safe assumption, and this move brings them closer to that. Is that a fair uh, leap to make? I think so. He has done this before, and the five-year plan, if you want to call it that, makes a lot of sense. You don't want him. Imagine it'd be a five-year contract. If you're taking this job and you don't have any more than a five-year uh, guarantee or security, I, I don't think he would do that. The compensation is something that I think we'll never know the complete answer to, but it is intriguing. Molly, the estimates were that Kevin Warren was making around $5 million as the commissioner of the Big Ten. The Bears probably pay their head coach in that neighborhood. Would they, for Kevin Warren to switch jobs, the assumption would be... He'd make more than that. You would hope he would. Yeah. That's unbear-like. That's very unbear-like. A very uh, very funny text. Uh, Kevin Warren bringing the Bears into the Big Ten. <laughs> Adding a 15th team. <laughs> but that, that's more. Yeah. That, I mean, yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, listen, this is great news, man. This is really good news. It's a very ambitious hire. He's an ambitious guy. He's going to do very well in that job. I really believe that. And, yeah. They should pay him. They should pay him $10 million a year, whatever it well, is. When you, I don't, can, when I you don't consider what, what the revenue stream, how open it's oh, going to be, be so and widen when you, when you build a new stadium and you own the stadium you play in exactly. and everything about the entertainment district that is proposed and all of those things, yeah, the kind of commitment that they would have to make to him financially would seem to be a, a good investment, a smart investment. I'm wondering how quickly this all happens. Uh, my sense is that he's – Got to have some things that he has to finish up with the Big Ten. Yeah, that's a big job. And Ted's out in February. Is that the end right? of the month? So, the end of February. Okay. So this is this is a an exciting off season on the field based on everything that's going on with the draft picks and the salary cap space and the emergence of Justin Fields. But off of the field, it's every bit as significant when you make a move like this. Um. <laughs> We have a texture wondering if this is going to mess up Ryan Poles. Yeah, I don't think it's related how, to that. I, I just I, don't know how. Yeah, I don't. I don't believe that for a second. You know, there's no suggestion. We have speculated. 
but there's no suggestion that Kevin Warren's going to want to come in here and be in charge of football operations or to have a, a seat at the table. But it's inevitable that his his opinion will be his voice will be heard. So let's say hypothetically, the Bears are looking for a head coach in two years. Hmm. Do you think that Kevin Warren is not going to be a part of that process? Oh, of course he will. Of course he will. Yeah. Three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. Mike is in Clarendon Hills. Hi, Mike. Yeah, guys, I, I just got to disagree with your evaluation of Kevin Warren. And I really think that you have uh, not done a good job of, of taking a look at his tenure at, as a Big Ten commissioner. Um, Kevin, uh, unfortunately, has led with a lot of bias, lack of leadership as the Big Ten commissioner. And it's, there's a number of, of mistakes he's made. Name them, I, please. I, I, I'm trying to wondering, I'm, name, I'm wondering name guys, one. Why, is it, why is it that you guys think that he expanded revenue? USC and UCLA reached out to Big Ten. Kevin Warren didn't see come up with the idea that, oh, yes, we need the, the Pac-10 in, involved in, in the Big Ten. He did not. Mike, name one mistake that Kevin Warren made as a commissioner of the Big Ten. Excuse me? Name a mistake. You said he made mistakes. Okay, number name one, one, during a crisis, during COVID, when the percentage, winning percentage uh, between Michigan and, and Illinois in basketball, his son goes to Michigan. His son plays for Michigan. His, he's friends with the Michigan's head coach. You're talking about and, and micro things. The macro is Illinois, is, the, the co-Big Ten yeah, basketball no, it, So you, so Thanks Mike, Mike is upset about the He's Illinois. upset about yeah. the technicality and, and okay. not awarding the, the championship. And these are isolated situations you want to magnify if you want. Big picture-wise, what did he come yeah. to the Big Ten to do? And that is to increase the footprint. And he did exactly that. Did UCLA call and USC call the Big Ten or the Big Ten call the big, the, the, those schools first? doesn't matter. They did it. It got done. And they, the television contract's pretty good. Seven b- b- billion dollars in rights you fees. Can't, you can't say that without a stutter. I do. And, and Mike, you know, <laughs> I, I mean, God bless you. You're entitled to your opinion. Yeah. And you're entitled if, if you feel that uh, – that there was some bias in, in some decision, but I think you're kind of basing your entire opinion of a guy on that. You know, I, I, I think you got to um, – I don't think we're wrong. I think there's a really good hire for the Bears, really, period, end of story. I feel really good about it. Yeah. And, and, I, and I honestly, David, I felt like if they didn't hire him, if they talked about him, and then they hired someone else – it would be a It would have been a letdown. Thing. Yes. It would have been a letdown. And, and yes. there is no uh, – full disclosure, I mean, there, there is no personal bias here. I don't have a relationship. We don't have no. a relationship no. with Kevin Warren. I don't know. Most him. of the people that I have relationships with in the college level who might have a, an impression of him, it isn't necessarily a positive one. And they're, they're, they're mixed reviews on the way that his managing style has rubbed some people the wrong way. But the bottom line is you have to respect the way that he has done the job because he has gotten results. And in a results-driven business like the NFL is, you want a guy like that leading your organization. You just yeah. do. Yeah. Texter says that caller um, was uh, talking about his character, and that's something that should be considered. I would hope it was. I would hope that through an interview process – you talk to a lot of people, and it's a big job, and you're you're handing over your organization to someone. So, I would I would imagine that they were very uh, serious and forthright. What's the about implication there? He's a 59 year old professional who has had jobs with professional football organizations, and he was the commissioner 
of, of the Big Ten Conference, one of the most prestigious athletic conferences in America. What about that, says faulty character? He has, a, he has a personality that is a strong one based on people that have worked with him. He's not necessarily worried about building a consensus as much as he is doing the, doing the, the right thing and making a decisive decision. But I, we're going to learn a lot about him. But on the surface, based on hires that they have made in the past, this is a no-brainer. This is a great move. Let's try Rick. Rick's in Roselle. Hey, Rick. Hello, guys. I'm I'm glad you said that. The reason I'm calling is it sounds like it's a great move, but I'm just would like you to explain exactly the structure. I'm a little unclear exactly what Warren is going to do. Is he going to oversee Ryan Poles? Is he going to make Ryan Poles a better GM is is Poles going to be strictly the football guy and Warren the operations guy. If you can elaborate on a little bit what their roles would be, I would appreciate it. Well, we don't have that information. I mean that that is the kind of thing we will bring up. We'll find out. The, yeah, we'll find we'll out. We'll find out. You want but, us to speculate? I, I, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't assume it's a negative. I wouldn't. I would think that. See, I, I agree. I think yeah. the, the assumption that people want to make in, in, in a negative way is the meddling can is always going to be a bad thing. Sometimes you need you need a, a collaboration involves respecting everyone's opinions to the point where you can use something that Kevin Warren might suggest. You can use something productive, and it's not always going to be a detriment. We're so conditioned to think that the Bears team president being involved in football decisions and coaching searches and executive searches is a bad thing because the results haven't been what we wanted. What if you bring in the smartest guy in the room and he actually is that guy? Don't you want his input? If you're Ryan Poles, you're 37 years old. You're a general manager for the first time. Maybe you need a little direction. That's not the worst thing in the world. All right. We've got to bring in uh, uh, Dan and Lawrence. We'll talk to them about this. Um, you know, I, I would say it's curious to me that this is being treated as a negative. I, I th- to me, it's must a be, home run. It must be reflex because yeah, there's no other reason right. to explain it. This is a good move. All right. We'll bring in uh, Dan and Lawrence next. It's Mully and Haw on the score.